We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to another episode of Hard Reads. I'm multitasking and playing Fortnite at the same time because I... Need to finish discovering all these hotspots. I'm TK Breezy. This is Aussie. Aussie, how you doing? Bro, you sound like a gamer right now, man. You're, you're going hard on that. Is, so, is that so you're doing Fortnite? Is that that's episode two or two? or I, I know nothing about Fortnite, so that's a it's, sequel? Uh, like, set, it's basically set two, so they're like... Okay. They, how are you doing? I am... There's 17 people left. I've killed two people. I'm God. Um, the other thing, though, is like what we're talking about today. So, guys, we just came back. I just came back from Summit. Uh, so we'll be talk- talking about a decent amount of Summit today. If you guys did not watch Summit, I think you missed out on some great shit. Uh, also at Summit, uh, brought up another and it brought up another point of interest to me, and that was like friendship versus competition. Because and this is mostly based off of just Esam in general, but uh, there's been some very salty moments with Esam as of recent, with like you know players and kind of being salty about like them not, you know, I guess not benefiting him as a player or some shit like that. Uh, in multiple ass, like you know, multiple situations. Like one, he had the thing with Cosmos, where Cosmos was on his team, and he and Cosmos didn't help him get voted in. And then at Summit, uh, I guess he had asked um, Samsora to play, so like you know he could like practice or whatever. Uh, because and then Samsora found out he had to play mute, and so he was like, "No, I'm not gonna play you. You know, I'm not gonna help you out against mute, right?" So then he goes on to lose the mute in a game five situation. Which there's another thing we have to talk about that, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, and I think I had one more topic. Uh, once one of the, every, I think we're supposed to do a Q&A at the end. So if you guys ever have any questions, uh, today's the day to ask them, even though we usually like, you know, look into the questions in general anyway. So mm. yeah, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Bro, Anything I didn't, I didn't talk about that, by the way, because I feel like you, uh, maybe I missed something on the other side since I was at Summit for an entire week. No, dude, there was nothing. Uh, I was, <laughs> I mean, OS NYC did some stuff, a brand new venue over there, but th- th- that's more of a local thing. Yeah. Um, but so Summit, like, I didn't even know about this ECM drama. Was this on Twitter or was this in person or like? This was in person. He got on the mic okay. and he was like, uh, right after he lost the mute, he got on the mic and he was like, you know, Sam Sora, 
uh, you're a bitch for not playing me or whatever, right? And Sora like was like, look, man, you lost. You got to hold that. But it, it was it was a big thing, and I'll like explain the whole situation a little later. But it was it was one of those things where it's like I understand why. Like Ethan's my boy, you know. what I'm saying I fucks with mm-hmm. him pretty heavy, but I do understand why people don't like him at times. And it's little issue issues like that where it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, why did you just take the loss and, and move on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's in all honesty, like Sam Sora doesn't have any right to have to play him. He, there's no obligation for him. Yeah. If he chooses to, he's just helping me Sam out, which is a, a homey move. But, you know, he's friends with Mude, so there's that whole shipping and competition. So it, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Like, like should Sam Sora feel obligated to play with him? Because I feel no, like no. Yeah. But the thing is, like, so Sam had, like, two arguments here. So it was oh, like, okay. he, he was like, okay, like, in a normal circumstance, okay, I would not, you know, if you if he knew how to play Snake and Sam Sora had to play against MVD and it was regular tournament, he was like, I would not help out Sam Sora. And I was like, okay, but like, what's the difference between doing that here and in Summit? Because Summit is still a tournament. Like, I mean, you know, invitation or not, you, there's still a bracket. This shit still counts for PGR stuff. Like, it it matters. And I'd, I'd argue to say it matters more than playing someone in a regular tournament sometimes, depending on how big the tournament is. Uh, especially with the, with the amount of money that was put on the, on the line. So, like, even just going to Summit made you money. Basically, yeah, you uh, go zero six or whatever, and you, you uh, still get some. Yeah, money. I mean, I, I think that's what happened with our thing. I'm pretty sure he went, he didn't win a single set or, or a game, and he still made some decent money. So, mm-hmm. shouts to our thing. I mean, I know that he wanted to win some games, just unfortunate that he, he was like, he was only, he was like, there was like a lot of close games where I feel like he was one, uh, confirm away from actually taking the game, and he just didn't get the confirm. So, it was like, oh, rip, but um. Yeah, man. I mean, you just make money for going to Summit. And I think that it, because it's just top player versus top player all like back to back, that it, it's not, I won't say it's counted for more, but it definitely seems like a harder thing to uh, accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Like to just beat top players back to back to back, like uh, until you win. Shouts to MKLeo for doing it again, by the way. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, there's, there's so many benefits to going to Summit as a player, right? Because yeah. not only do you get, like, the exposure and, like, you know, people get to see your personality and you can try to, like, brand off of that. Yeah. The more important thing for a lot of players is that it's a grind fest. Like, the people, people always feel like they level up after Summit because you're playing nothing but top players. Like, imagine yeah, if true. you had that for, like, a like month. I'd be leveling up. I, I, dude, I leveled up as just playing, like, you know, I play Void most of the time. Yeah. But, I mean, he taught me, he showed me a bunch of shit about Sheik that I wasn't doing, so... You know, like delaying my nair to get combos, delaying my fares, or fair being one hundred percent ultra safe. So, bro, that's why I like going over to the Nairos because like I feel like I level up a little bit once I'm over there. But I I gotta go back over because just playing a top player, like even someone of the caliber of Nairo who's like almost messing around with certain characters, he still like yeah. knows what he's doing. Like he he'll expose your bad habit. Nairo's fucking nice. Yeah, man, I, he got third. I, I, man, like I, I wanted Nairo to pull it all the way again, but. I, it, it, <laughs> I think I think we're we're too biased for Nairo. Like yeah. I feel like every time he shows up, yeah. he's just like, you know, I think I want Nairo to win. So yeah, that's fair. Honestly, it, I, I, I mean, he's like he's the people's <laughs> champ, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, I wouldn't maybe not on the same line as like Mango from Melee, but very very close to that. You know, people he's close. Not many people. Not many people dislike Nairo winning. You know, no one will ever yeah. complain about Nairo winning. I mean, well, if you want, I think you know what it is. Really, it's like. Once you start winning too much, that's when people stop liking you. And that's yeah. that sucks that that's, like, the thing is, like, oh, this guy's been winning way too much. That's nah. in anything, though. Yeah. 
like, yo, bro, check it. But uh, MK Leo like was an was example a of a player that <laughs> wait, a bot killed you. Top three, and there was a bot still in it. Like that's that's crazy. MK Leo as a player, <laughs> I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> MK Leo as a player, you know, back in Smash Four when he was being discovered, it was like he everyone he was the underdog. Everyone liked watching him win, and especially when he was proving himself. People yeah. you know, were kind of shady at first because they thought they were, oh, he was overrated. But then when he got some wins at Gommel and they proceeded to beat Zero and getting first place at certain tournaments, it's like, oh, wow, MKLeo's hype. You know, he's playing Marth. That's hype. And then Ultimate comes around and he starts winning everything and because he's like the new Zero of Ultimate. And yeah. now, like, he, he goes from being the protagonist to, like, I don't, I wouldn't say he's a villain, but there's definitely a lot of people that don't like him winning, you know? Yeah, I, that, that's such a weird thing to do. Is like, he's the best player in the world. You're expecting my man to win all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, instead of like, it, but you're upset about it for some reason. Like, what is he gonna do? Just like, all right, well, everyone's mad at me. Let me just start throwing some games. Like, that's definitely not the wave. No, because th- that's crappy. Like, if you start doing that, like, th- then it becomes like, are we just make crafting a story? Should we just go into wrestling territory and just craft these stories beforehand? You know, like, no, like this is like an actual competition. Like, he's got it. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was looking at the results of the top eight. And I was, I was looking, I looking at this. I saw Sam got fifth. She got mm-hmm. fifth. Uh, Zach Ray, um, ended up getting all the way to seventh, and I was surprised not to see DeBuzz in top eight again. Um, because I thought I thought he was playing pretty well that tournament before. He, um, like, he was like, dude, at the like I won't say at the beginning of the tournament, but like, yeah, uh, definitely early on he was he was definitely kind of slapping on. Yeah, like I, I remember watching him in pools. He was like blowing people up. I forgot who he was playing. Maybe it was just Darfang. Oh, I definitely I definitely could have got that kill. All right, anyway, <laughs> top three, baby, top three. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, no, he was he was slapping up pretty early, but I guess um, well, he, I guess he just ran against the wrong people, basically. Yeah, I mean, Samsora was definitely on a tear this weekend, uh, and if it wasn't for MK Leo stopping that fucking uh, run, yeah, I, I he, he, he was won. yeah he would have won it for like I, I think no one else was gonna beat him outside of MK Leo, but I mean, it, when MK Leo did beat him, it was so dominant. It's like all right, well, you can't take anything away from MK Leo. He destroyed this man. Like that was. That was gross. That was gross. Yeah. So. Oh, another player not in top eight though. Uh, Tweak. You know, because you know he lost eleven early on, which was no one called. Or there were a lot of people going into debt and having to get some financial issues because of the bets placed on that. Yeah. Hey, but also, I mean, Tweak just—he's not doing well with his emotions. Yeah. Uh, and that—I mean—that's actually what's finishing him off more than anything else. Is that like. He will take one loss throughout the entire weekend and then immediately just start playing like shit. So, like, that was basically what happened. He didn't even look like, you know, he lost, I think, in pools or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like, I feel like everything just started going downhill. And that was one of the things that Korean actually said is just, like, Tweak, man, he takes his losses way too hard. Sometimes, like, he just will never believe that, like, all right, sometimes I'm just playing bad today, that he just takes it to, like, the most extreme. Like, I am so garbage, you know? And it's like, it's not... It's not like that, man. It's not like that at all. Sometimes yeah. you just don't pop, and sometimes you do pop. So he's always been—he's always been an emotional player, you know. Like uh, ever since the Smash Four days, like it, 
it's good that Korean's his coach now ever since mm-hmm. he got picked up by TSM because I feel like that was what I talked to Korean about when he was coaching Boyd and like some of the strategies that he employed and he said a majority of it is mental like a lot of it's just mental coaching like just letting them know that like you can't get inside your own head and to be there after a set to try to like bring them back out but when you're too down in there like it becomes hard and also as Korean like who do you you coach in that situation like you he, said he just tells them both he literally just said he was like i tell them both and, and they and they you know they do what they want with it okay thanks nice face plant uh yeah they do what they want with it so they just you know i this is what he does there's some of his bad habits some of your bad habits and then they do what they want with it and it looks like leffin just did a little more with it. yeah uh so yeah uh i mean what was the set i didn't even get to see the set so what was the set count on that i i didn't watch it either but i heard it was 3-0 which is what yeah mm, that's rough yeah and it was, i was there but i'm pretty sure i went to sleep pokemon yeah, trainer like, versus pokemon trainer too so yeah just... got to play Leffen as well left is nice i got to play virum as well virum actually just goes charizard the whole time went to game five that was fun uh but uh yeah he's nice and what then is i played charizard i don't know he loves it though and then i played a lot of socal i don't ever want to play friendlies with socal ever again like Outside of Korean and, and Void, all SoCal camps, not, not camps, but they're all, they, they don't commit to anything. So SoCal will never make the first move. They'll just stand like literally like two character lengths away from you, away for you to do anything, like the entire game. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm a... Uh, they, they used to be the tri-state play, you know, I'm back good, in the day. Bro, I'm good. Like <laughs> They're just trying to play optimally, man. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it was optimal. I'm not mad. I just, I was like, damn, I have no patience for this in a friendly, so... Uh, it is what it is. Uh, up next, though, so as we were talking about, so we're going to go through. Uh, uh, any thoughts on East Sam's commentary style or him going off on Sam Sore? Uh, I have a couple thoughts on a lot of that. First, I think, let's let's go ahead and give a shout-out to all the players who got got up there and commentated. Uh, Mars did very well. Light did very well outside of the times where he was kind of over-explaining things at times. But for the most part, it was good. DeBuzz did very well. Leffen always does well. East Sam does, did well, too. But there is some stuff, great grievances I had with, uh, them and I actually told them this earlier. So like the second day, him and the buzz were on the couch together with like me, Coney, and like someone else. I think it might have been Viram. And uh, they were just like arguing. No, 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 no. Actually, it was me, uh, one other commentator, and my, I think it was Kataro, and then three players. And they were just sitting, continuing to argue over like one interaction that happened like years ago. But it wasn't like with the bomb thing where we were like meme arguing. Like they were like literally arguing about like. Oh, well, why did he roll on? Well, he didn't cover it like this. Well, yeah, but he could have covered it like this. Well, yeah, well, he could have did it like this. And this went on for like 40 seconds. So then you miss like five, six interactions. And then, so when we took a break, uh, I was like, oh, the buzz, I'm so mad. Like, so we took a break and just, you know how the buzz speaks, but he said it so, he gets up and he's like, well, you know, I think that was a really good commentary block. And I was like, no, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> I loved him. I was, doing so I was like, I was like, no, it wasn't. And he was like, what? And I was like, you guys just sat and argued over the dumbest shit. And I was like, and Esam, you're not on screen. Stop talking about Pichu or Pikachu. Like, no one fucking cares what Pikachu can do in this moment. You know what I'm saying? If it's if it's Lucina versus Game of Watch, and Lucina can't get up there to punish Game of Watch in time or whatever, but Pichu can, Pikachu can, no one fucking cares. Like, it's not time to talk about Pikachu right now. And he was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. So he, he cut it down a little later. But I just, that was something, I hate when people do that shit. Like, it, it, I hate when commentators do the same thing when they're like, mm. when they're like uh, in this position 
where they're like, I wouldn't have made that move or, or wow, that was a really dumb option. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why, why you're a commentator and not a top player is that reason. you like, yeah, you, you're, you're good at, you know, talking about the game, but you obviously aren't that amazing at making split second decisions like top players. I, and you know, this is just a section for, I mean, these, these players are not commentators. That's the thing. Like right. they're just jumping on the mic cause it's summit style. So it's like giving them an opportunity to, you know, to right. try it out. So, you know, we can't be as critical towards them because that's not their craft. I'm going to be critical because I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be critical of Ethan because he wants to be like he he feels like he's the, the best player commentator. And usually I'll give him that. Like he's really good at talking mm. and, uh, you know, pointing out situations. But that bringing up your character every chance you get is fucking stupid. Don't do that. Like that'd be like every time someone used the side B and it didn't spike, I was like, but we fit spike. Like, <laughs> who fucking cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one fucking cares, you know what I'm saying? So I just, it, it's it's bad commentary. Like, that's the only thing I had a gripe with of his was that he, he continued to find a way to interject Pikachu into the game or himself into the game. And I just wasn't, that's not good commentary ever. Uh, other than that, like, he had really good knowledge on the game. So, you know what I'm saying? Can't take anything away from that. Him to Buzz, Mars. Mars, especially during that Pac-Man set was was amazing like we needed that humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave it hasn't changed much the ancient greeks didn't flex balls or heated candles and neither do you that's why harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to the razors they focus on delivering what actually matters sharp durable blades at a fair price I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easy glide, low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. Harry's is just a super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and you'll get a full refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic candle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. The holiday rush is coming. If you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders, or decide which shopping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door, and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface to making them really easy to manage from any device even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60 day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. But on the other side of things, we had, you know, the Esam Samsora drama, which is why Esam was pretty much getting memed on the entire time. So there's two sides of the story, basically. Uh, so Esam like wanted to play Sam Sora, right? Because he wanted practice, I guess, into the Peach matchup. But I think 
I personally think that he didn't do that just randomly. He did that because he knew he had to play uh, Mute Ace, right? Well, that, so, I, that was what I was under the impression. Right. So he did that because he knew he had to play Mute Ace. So I think Samsora didn't know that he knew or that he had to play Mute Ace until after he already agreed. And so when he found out he had to play uh, Mute Ace, he was like, oh, no. I mean, that's my boy. I'm not going to practice uh, uh, the matchup so that you can, like, get better at it so you can go beat my boy. Like, you should. he should already have enough practice anyway. He plays enough Peaches and he's beaten Mute Ace before. So he doesn't play Esam. Uh, Esam goes up there, pretty much wins the set, except for game four where he decides to go for this fucking skydive back air and he kills himself. So there's a bonus game and he loses the bonus game. So and then he comes downstairs and he's like, wow, Samsora is a bitch for not playing me because he knew I had to play East uh, Mutes. And I, I literally just said, I was like, yeah, but the thing is, it shouldn't even fucking matter because you won game four and you killed yourself. And he was like, eh, well, that's fair. And I was like, yeah, so, like, all this complaining shit is whack. I, I, I said that shit on the mic. I was like, but you you won that set. Like, you you just, you SD'd. So I, I, I have no sympathy. You know, I have no sympathy for you about, like, oh, he didn't play me. Like, obviously, you knew what you were doing because you got it. You were up 2-1, and you almost got the 3-1, but you, you, uh, you SD'd, and then you had to play a bonus game, and I guess you got in there all rattled and shit, and then you got bodied. Um, so that was ESAM part number one. And I think the chat was just like, wow. Like, first of all, you're, you're talking about Sam Sora and like, you know, bias aside, obviously it's my son or whatever, but me and E-Sam go back. So I don't, I don't have no horse in this race, but Sam Sora is like America's sweetheart, especially after pulling that Samantha shit. So that was the wrong time to be pulling up, uh, pulling up on Sam Sora. And then two, there's a level of entitlement that I just don't like. Like E-Sam was going around pretty much the entire venue after that saying like, oh, it's Summit, you know, it's different. It's not different. Like you're still playing someone that like, friendship will always beat competition IMO unless you're not that good of friends. That's why Cosmos didn't vote for uh, uh, E-Sam because friendship is bigger than your sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like he has friends that he that are not on PG that he would rather see in, right? And uh, if you were to reverse that situation, and Sam Sora had to play MVD. And I, I, I said this earlier, but if you had a uh, reverse situation and Sam Sora had to play MVD, and Esam knew how to play uh, Snake. So Sam Sora was like, yo, I want to play your Snake so I can get ready for MVD. I'm pretty sure Esam would have been like, nah, uh, I'm good. That's my boy. I don't want to give you like some type of advantage on him or whatever like that. Because that is what friendship is. Like, in any other day, you know, I'm like, if you're asking me just random ass friendlies, I'm going to learn to match up. Cool, but if you're literally asking me to play Wii Fit because you want to beat one of my best friends who's also a Wii Fit main, nah, I'm good. No, we're not doing that. Man, it could have just been like him being having a salty moment because he, you know, he lost a set that he should have won, and so he was just reaching for something to just say in the heat of the moment. And I mean, did he, did he did it feel like he backed up, like he backpedaled from it, or was he still insistent? No, he didn't after? backpedal. I think he just he never said it again, but he definitely was going around the venue, kind of taking quick jabs. But oh yeah, man, I will play anybody at Summit because it's Summit. Oh, you know? okay. So gotcha. stuff like that. Uh, also, Steel still has a pretty good point. He said, I mean, you always see Leffen and Armado uh, waiting to or wanting to play pairs who use the same character of their of their next matchup, but I'm sure they don't get salty if people won't play. Dude, the thing is though, they'll play anyone. So like. Even if, like, fucking, <laughs> fucking Levin had to play against Void Sheik, and I'm probably the second best Sheik there because I'm the only one that's still playing him. Mm. And he, like, goes up to Plup. I'm already playing someone else, but I'm, like, not playing Sheik on the screen, so he didn't ask. But he goes up to Plup, and he's like, 
yo, pup, you got a sheik? And he's like, not really. He's like, well, can you just play it anyway? And he's like, sure. <laughs> I mean, they just want to see the character on the screen, man. Uh, Music King does the same thing when uh, Music King in Melee, like he'll, uh, he'll, he'll purposely, he doesn't care, like, even if you don't play the character, he just wants to get used to, like, maybe even just comboing the opponent and maybe seeing how they DI and reacting, you know? Yeah. Like, that's enough. Just like, oh, a refresher of sorts. Yeah. So that was a weird little interaction with between Samsora and and Isam. But I think honestly, I think Isam's public image right now is he's kind of shooting himself in the foot because mm-hmm. like you know he is he is very arrogant and like that's okay because like even though he's arrogant, he's allowed to do that. But he'll also admit if he's getting fucked up and like that's so that's like a double sized sword. Like if you're if he's bodying you, he's gonna tell you he's bodying you. But if you're bodying him, he'll be like, wow, you're bodying my shit. And like that's good. But right now he's starting to look like uh. A, like a whiner, you know what I'm saying, for multiple right. things. Like he was whining about the, the Cosmos not voting him, and now he's whining about the same sort of thing. And that's not going to be a good look in the long term, especially when you already have somewhat of an image of being like arrogant and brash and people don't like that shit. But now you're being arrogant, brash, and you're whining, and that's just a really, that's three really bad traits to have on top of each other, so. Well, hopefully yeah. it cleans it up for the future because, you know, Smash is, like, they forget stuff a lot. Like, I give it, like, a month as long as he's not like, in the public image or if he stops talking about it, like, pe- they'll forget. So, yeah. Like, like, like Arfang and Roachfang, like, I feel like that might be dropped. I'm not sure. Well, well I don't know. It's going to be some time. Uh, yeah. The, the, especially with the summon chat. Dude, other thing is, fuck summon chat, man. I... I, <laughs> I, I never, never it, looked at it. It once. was... So Smash chats are usually trash, but Summit chat was, like, on a different level. It was, like, I don't know, man. It was, like, if you brought all the toxicity of Xbox Live back to Smash and then doubled it, that's what the Summit chat was. That's what the Summit chat was. Oh, man. Do you think it's because it's on the Summit channel, so, like, they're getting all these people from other games? Uh, I think it might be the Summit style, to be honest, man. There isn't enough toxicity to go around in pools because most people don't watch pools. But you're going to watch the entirety of Summit because it's just top player on top player on top player. Oh, man. So Viren said the only time he went to peep the Summit chat was when he went back to watch the talent show. Yeah, it was fucking gross. Big shout out to Viren, by the way, for uh, being, the, being the man's on the couch, man. He was, yeah, he was definitely the, the, the salmon cowl for the, uh, the talent show. <laughs> to rain y'all in. <laughs> and whenever me and Viren were on the couch, I felt like that was the most intellectual commentator couch. Like, when it came up to... Like, just the commentators, no players. Because, like, we were bouncing ideas off each other the entire time, and that shit was lit. So once the first block of us being done, I was like, you know what, Viram? I'm getting more blocks with you, bro. Like, <laughs> something like, the jokes and shit is fun, but I'm tired of people being acting like I don't know shit about the game, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we like to tell a lot of jokes. So I, I need a I need a Viram block where we just fucking intellect off. You know what I'm saying? Frame data is out. Theory crafting's out. We're doing it all. Your little hats. Some monocles. Yeah. You got it. It's gonna be some shit. But yeah. big shouts to Vera. <laughs> big shouts to uh, big shouts to everybody on the couch. To be honest, no, like, honestly, you guys killed it all. Every single one of you. Yeah, I, except I for Kataro, because fuck Kataro. But anyway, <laughs> bro, what is going on between you two, dog? <laughs> That's us, man. This is how me and Kataro are, man. There was a Reddit thread about it. People are like, "Wow, look at the beef." I was like, "Nope, that's just how me and Kataro are, bro." Like, like we played Mad Friendlies that weekend. You know what I'm saying? There's no beef between us like that. But people are really like, "Wow, I can't believe." Oh, man. It's all an act, man. You, you, God, you man, pulled the curtain right in front of them. So I can't think of anything else that really happened at Summon Out. The skits were amazing. Uh, I'm glad that we got to shoot the Star King skit. I, I pitched that, and they really went with it. The friendly thing, I don't know who pinched that, but that was, re- that was a really good skit I as didn't well. See it. I didn't see it. 
Oh, you got to go back up. It's it's like a sitcom type deal where they they pretty much take all oh, like the sitcom tropes. I, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So Friendlies was good, um, and uh, the gameplay all together was good. The 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 auxiliary gameplay stuff for the ping pong competition was funny. Uh, the talent show competition was funny. Uh, and then yeah, the top players were just really cool, man. I mean, I really got to play a lot of uh, I really got to play a decent amount of them. Uh, that I haven't got to play before. Like I never actually got to play Leffen, and I'm I'm surprised that he actually wanted to sit down and play me. So that was lit. Uh, but I, play, I spent a lot of time playing Void as well. Spent a lot of time on my Sheik, losing on my Sheik, and then swapping the Wii Trainer and bodying the shit out of people. I was like, I just don't want y'all to think I'm ass. My Sheik is just not up there yet. Just but give play, it some time. Playing your secondary. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else that really happened at Summit that was like worth super really talking about. So, Meister. Fucking love Meister. I still hate his gameplay, but uh, uh what's, what's but, wrong like he's actually the homie, dude. Meister, like I, I could, I would hang out with Meister at like just regularly. You know, what I'm saying no smash involved. He's the homie. So I've never actually met him, but I, I, I saw him like on camera, and he seemed like a really cool dude. So yeah, yeah, no, he's he's pretty cool. Oh, the lie detector chest thing was pretty funny. I, I'm surprised that they went with Meister instead of Arfang though, because I thought Arfang was more of an easier target. But I think Arfang, Arfang, man, I feel like the entire summit, most of it, he was like really nervous, you know, like not even uh, in his, his gameplay. Like he, I just didn't really see him into a lot of things or talking to a lot of people. But then again, I might have just missed it. So I'm not going to say that was all him. I might have just straight up missed it. It, um, it, it, it could have been like a situation where like, you know, a lot of people are saying he doesn't belong there or whatever, because like, yeah, but it, 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 if he didn't belong there, he wouldn't be there. That, that's how that he proved himself, though. Like he definitely yeah. proved himself. Right at Big House when everyone mm-hmm. was complaining, and he got to his top eight. And it, I mean, he, and again, even though he didn't win any games, he definitely had some very, very, very close games in almost every game that he played. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was out there getting three stocked or anything. He just just couldn't close it out at the end. Also, Armada never gets three stock. Don't forget, never, never gets three stock. <laughs> Don't know how he did it. I was so surprised. I was like, dude, how is he this nice? Like, how are you taking this? How are you at like 120 on your last stock? Before you take the first stock off someone, and then you make it a last stock, last hit situation. Why are you that nice? It's it, years and years and years of mental fortitude. Never three stock, never three out, man. He doesn't. He he doesn't know what a zero means. He's like, nah. <laughs> never seen that in my life. Never seen that. Never in my life will I get that. Bro, there was that uh there, in melee like a couple of years ago. He lost a game to someone that wasn't like a top like ten players, top twenty players, something like that, for like mm-hmm. the first time ever. And they it, it, people popped off, even though he didn't lose the set, it, just because he lost the game because he never he doesn't drop games to people like that. So like just knowing like that, that's crazy to me. Like the fact that you just like you never have like a bad day where you lose to someone below a certain level. You know, like that would never happen in Smash Four or Ultimate, like ever. To anyone, not even zero, like because he's still zero. He lost to people in sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely lost some sets, but I mean, never. I don't know. It's it's so crazy. So, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, that was that was most of the summit. Mm. The ESAM stuff. Uh, again, you know, it's not the end of the world. Smash players will blow the shit over in like a week, so it doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, I, you, you gotta your public image matters. You know what I'm saying? If especially especially someone like player. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you you can if you want to play the villain role, then do the villain role, right? You know. But if you want to be liked, then you can't pull the shit that he's pulling right now. Sometimes, sometimes some of that shit needs to stay off Twitter. Uh, there was definitely a, a decent amount of salty tweets at the at the end of uh, games. I'm pretty sure 
Mutase also salty tweeted too. Let me let me go back to Mutase's thing. About to go check that out. But dude, we oh that'd be so funny if Esam just suddenly had like a heel turn and he became a villain. Like that'd be that, that's so random to me because he's always been like that happy go lucky guy on the camera, you know. Dude, dude, dude. All right, here we go. I decided. Uh, no, 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 no. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. It was way back. Like it was like in pools. I'm officially over. I, and I was hoping that PCM can overcome that peach matchup, man. Oh, 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 cool. They ruined it. If you think Game & Watch is fair, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Bro, every month in this game, there's a new character to bitch about. I swear to God. Every oh, month. God. Every month. Uh, he said, was, were people actually upset at light cheating in Mafia? They should have been. Stop cheating. You know? It's Mafia, bro. Like, that the integrity of a game is ruined. Yeah, you might as well just open up the Twitch chat or Twitch chat at that point in time and just be like, I think he's mafia. No reason, just think he's mafia. <laughs> it's just it's literally like, like like there's nothing on the line. Like you're just playing for fun, like and you ruin the fun. Like it, yeah. it's like it's like cheating like in an online game that there's no rank points or whatever. You're just cheating for the fun of it. You know? Yeah, there's no point in doing that. I don't yeah. really that 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 made, that made me tired when I heard about what it. What did I do to cheat? Apparently he was talking during nights down and and uh and that was like He's talking during the nights down, and I also think that he was uh he he like looked up uh at some point in time, or he did, wasn't fully covering his eyes. I forgot, but that was the that was the argument. You gotta ask Leffen about what he did to cheat, but I remember that Coney was upset about it. Leffen was upset about it. Uh, so yeah, it was very interesting, definitely very interesting. Bro, I was really glad Coney finally got onto a summit, dude. Like I I knew he belonged there like the second he finally got there. Yeah, I'm trying to make him a. I'm trying to make him another staple me and me and ee are pretty much staples for summit as of right now right uh we're like the you know the golden childs of summit one because we're never late uh two because we never get three stock no we get three stocked <laughs> uh, but ee ee e is yeah he's never late surprisingly and and, and you know he we, we do we get we go there we do our jobs we love doing our, our skits and stuff like that so uh you know we as of right now i think we're the summit ultimate golden boys so we'll probably be at almost every uh ultimate but i want to make coney a, a golden boy too because he was also never late and he brings something to the couch that i feel like a lot of people can't bring uh bring so yeah i feel like that because like you two are the only ones that were brought back right from the last one yeah i mean other people got hit up but i think they turned it down mm. Mm. Uh, why didn't they do the commentator crew battle of anything this time? This wasn't my, that was my favorite part of Summit. To be real, this commentator crew battle would have been way closer. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no me taking 15 stocks. Like, every, all the commentators who we played, everyone, we we're pretty much going back and forth. I beat Katara more than he beat me this weekend, but Coney beat me more than I beat him. I didn't beat Verum, uh, but the games were, we had a lot of cl uh, close games. Uh, uh, I beat, I beat. Uh, D1 more than he beat me on only on Wii Fit. Like he beat all my other characters every time we swapped. So it would have been that actually would have been a very, very close. Better than the last uh, one. Huh? Better than the last one. Better than the last one for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the only weak link, and I know I y'all think I'm shitting on him for no reason, but the only weak link was 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 EE, who actually spent mad time practicing with Korean. So I think that he actually would have been a contender uh if we would have did the commentator crew battle. I'm actually kind of glad we didn't do it though, because like I don't know, man. Like we did it last year, and all y'all did was bitch and complain about how we could be doing anything else. So I'm kind of glad we didn't do it last year, even though it made me look amazing. Literally, everyone was just sitting there like, "Why aren't we watching this at fucking 10 a.m.? Like you want to watch anything else? Like get the fuck out of here." So like, yeah. go to sleep. Like go do something with your day. 
Throwing Kareen and slept, yeah. If, if we would have did 4v4 and throwing in Kareen and slept, that shit would have been... That, that was down to the wire. That was down to the wire. Been you guys should have done, like, money matches or something. Uh, like, maybe. you versus Kitaro or something. Uh, nah, man, I think Kitaro sandbags, dude. <laughs> like, I think I think Kitaro sandbags. Because he was playing Snake... Uh, well, I mean, he tried the he tried the Falco, but he went Snake, and I I I was like, dude, I'm a brawl player, man. I love the Snake matchup. There's, and it doesn't matter who Snake it is. I will, I'm down to play it, Damn. especially as we fit. As soon as you pull a, a grenade the wrong way, that's a sun salutation in your face right there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just I love it. Um, but yeah, man, that's gonna be it for us. I think that's uh, pretty much covered everything we need to cover uh, this episode. We'll have more to talk about next week, and we'll be home for the rest of the week. The only reason we didn't do one last week is because I was at Summit. And even though I had all the material to do such, I just, I don't know. I didn't want to be doing it from the hotel room. So uh, It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> so, dude, I hate that matchup. I'd rather play Isabel versus We Fit. Damn. See, yeah, We Fit versus Snake is like, it's it's actually, it's not it's not that bad. Like, especially when you can kill Snake dumb early with, with Deep Breathe, uh, which is usually a problem for most people is that they can't, you know, they can't kill Snake. Uh, but like you get, you can kill Snake dumb early with deep breathe. And if you ever read, uh, like any type of landing, an L smash will kill Snake at like 100, regardless. So it's it's a really good matchup. Um, but yeah, so guys, uh, if you are tuning in a little late and you want to watch the beginning and catch some of the stuff that we talked about earlier, uh, or catch my Fortnite match, definitely, <laughs> definitely check out uh, Prediction Esports on Apple, uh, iTunes. Uh, and if you have been here the whole time, just give it a click because obviously every click we get uh, gets us more uh, revenue or more chances to bring more stuff to the stream, like giveaways and things like that. So give it a click if you can. Solid Jank will drop the link in the channel. And if you want to watch the video version of it, it will be on my YouTube a little later. So definitely check that out. Uh, Austin, any final thoughts? Uh, none, dude. I, I thought maybe there'd be like a tournament this weekend, but I, I couldn't really find anything. So it seems to... I feel like we're winding down for the year. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, what do we have? Two tournaments. We have two tournaments left, basically. Two big tournaments. And I'm not even sure if you can call it big yet. But yeah. DreamHack Atlanta and then Congo Saga. So, that's, that's yeah, those are my last two tournaments for the week, year. And then, you know, we, we hit January hard with Glitch and I think in, into Genesis. So, I, if there's something this weekend, it's mostly local stuff. But I don't know anything this weekend that's big that, like, I'd be like, yo, go watch this. So, Yeah. 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 that's all for me you gotta fix the bot wait what the well you put a oh the bot's messed up all right you know what i got it bro i got it Hold on. I, I got it. fix up nightbot real quick here we go let me let me drop my nightbot let me drop my nightbot command in here let me go switch the breezy okay let me go ahead and hit hard reads and just copy paste it assuming i don't get banned hard reads okay here you go oh the hot copy paste there you go. Fuck. <laughs> Body. Your message got deleted. He's like, he knew it was not. Oh, I'm timed out for 44 seconds too. All right. No. Well, well, uh, that's gonna be it. I'm not a mod in my own fucking show. Okay. Well, guys, <laughs> I catch you next time here on Hard Reads. Wow. Goodbye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.